Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Oh, delicious and delightful. Today is Thursday, February 16th, coming to you from a very cold Santa Fe. Uh, it is, well, I think we're already up to 15 degrees Fahrenheit. It was uh, like minus five with wind chill when I woke up this morning. And it's very funny. I will post a, uh, a photo to the show notes, but I have this ring chain that hangs off of the portal. And we've been getting up enough where it uh, thaws a little bit that we're getting dripping. We're getting this thaw coming down, snow on the roof and all this. But then it freezes again. And the rain chain is just absolutely mummified in uh, ice. And so I'm going to try. I think I can turn this. I'm going to try to show you all the view out my window. There's a kitten in the way. And it's kind of hard to get the camera to adjust. Oh, but there, you can see it. Um, the camera's wanting to focus on the... There we go. Oh, here. Oh, there, I got the focus right. Sorry if you're just on audio and this is boring. But this is the view out my office window. Isn't it beautiful? Look at all of the snow and the mountains of the distance. And then that thing, that vertical thing encased in ice is the actual uh, rain chain. <laughs> which is now an ice chain. So now I just have to readjust to get back into my camera pose. So there's a little bit of show and tell for you today. Um, I keep expecting it's going to pull the screw out of the canale. Um, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, in New Mexico, especially northern New Mexico, we have flat roofs. It's that northern New Mexico style. And so we don't have gutters, we have canales, which are sort of, um, well, they just, it's basically a flat board with a couple of ridges on the side and it funnels water off the roof. So the rain chain is hanging from the canale, which is, it's a cool effect because the water comes off the roof, uh, comes off the flat canale and forms kind of a waterfall and then it comes down the rain chain, uh, ice chain. So... So, yeah, uh, we're supposed to be cold today and tomorrow and then warm up again. Hmm. Little birdie, I should put out bird seed for the birds. Hmm. I've got some. I just haven't put it out this winter because we had such an abundant summer and fall that I thought the birds were pretty well taken care of. But there's a little bush tit up on the portal here that, Killian is watching with great interest and oh and a little wren so they think they're coming to tell me that they could use a little help with it being so cold so we shall do that it's funny because um if you have been listening to the show for a long time you know that one of our pandemic projects was to build some steps that are sort of down our little rise so if you were on video and you saw, you know, sort of like we're on this rise and then there's a dip down to the, the green belt below. We put some steps into that little rise, into that little hillside uh, so that we could make a seating area down below. And what's really interesting is that the wildlife uses those steps to come up. And so there are some tracks 
coming up from below, probably coyote. It's one of the cool things about having snow cover is you could see the uh, the marks of the passage of all the wildlife that comes and goes when we're not looking. So um, there's your update on, uh, well, cats in New Mexico weather, <laughs> part of the brand here. The, I use that hashtag on occasion. That is definitely a joke that goes from way back. Uh, a friend of mine who told me that I could probably have, oh, <laughs> sorry, kitten. <laughs> he still doesn't quite get the leaping thing. <laughs> uh, oh, that I could have had a really good blog if I would stick to like publishing topics uh, and not so much cats in New Mexico weather, which I mean, it was really good advice and I'm sure she was absolutely correct. I saw something yesterday. I don't remember why I encountered it, but they were talking about blogging around 2010 or so when I was really actively blogging and how like 11% of bloggers surveyed were making a living at it. It was like, really? I, I never, <laughs> I was in the other 89%, um, no doubt, because I tend to go off on tangents like cats in New Mexico weather. Uh, but, and I always forget to do things like mention that you can support the show. You can send money for the show if you like. Uh, there's like the little heart on the, um, I don't know, on the podcast thing and on the show notes and so forth. Um, but I don't know. I've just never been big on the whole send me money thing. You know, like I did a Patreon for a little while and it was, I really appreciated people supporting me on it. It was great. But then I just, I don't know. I would rather sell my books and stories. My thing. So, um, if we try to go on topic, where am I at? I worked on Rogue Familiar yesterday. I'm trying to get my head back into it. Um, I'm having a hard time telling if it's working. Uh, I've just revised like 24 pages and I feel like there's an awful lot of talking and like maybe I should be getting to the action sooner, but I feel like there's so much story to establish at this point. And yeah, I'm having a really hard time telling if this is working or if it's, if it's too much. It's, it's kind of following the pattern of Bright Familiar, which I know a lot of you love. Um, and, but then there are other people who don't love it. And so I'm like, I'm doing an awful lot of self-talk on this one, um, which is always a problem. And maybe I should just go with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I keep thinking maybe I should scrap it or at least scrap these first few chapters. And then I think, well, no, it's only 24 pages. Maybe it's fine. Um, this is where it gets really difficult as a writer to separate out that conflation of reading with writing because my process on this book has been very slow and I can't discern exactly how slow it's going to feel to a reader. Um, yeah. You know, and you get those voices in your head. Boy, there's all kinds of birdie activity out there today, isn't there? 
I got distracted by the bird hunt and now I've forgotten what uh, what I was talking about. Um, oh, well, I was just perseverating. I said that to, I had drinks with Megan last night and I was talking about perseverating and she was like, I don't know what that means. Uh, me and my $5 words, right? Perseverating means to go on and on with the same uh, action or behavior, speech, uh, to continue to talk about something that after the conversation has moved on. It's it's actually, I think, a neurological term. Um, you know, like someone who, who has a, a neurological problem of perseverating, they might be like asked to draw a cat and then several other things and but we'll continue to draw a cat. It's, it's just like a weird thing that happens in our minds where we dwell and we go over and over and over and can't let go of the thing. So here I am perseverating on this book and trying to figure out, I thought this would be such an easy book to write. I thought that it would be so straightforward. And some of it is because I've been writing the amethyst job at the same time. And the pace is so different. Um, so now Rogue Familiar feels really slow to me. You know, like um, the Amethyst job, the chapters are just like five or six pages long and it's boom, 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 boom. And so now Rogue Familiar just feels like ang anguishingly long and slow. And I can't tell if that's correct, if that's how it should be, or if it is, um, if there's a problem. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how to get an angle on it. I don't know if I need someone to read it for me or if I'm, if I just need to stick it through. I might just need to stick it through. There's um, an adage among writers. I have friends who have said this, that if it occurs to you to cut something, then that means you should. And I'm not sure that that's, a good rule of thumb, uh, part in part because it occurs to me to cut everything. <laughs> I mean, do you have anything in there that it never that you never have the thought? Nah, do I need this? Should I cut this? Um, I am frankly tempted to scrap the hundred pages I have so far and start over, um, which. I'm not going to do uh, a friend reached out to me the other day, um, feeling, uh, a writer friend. I love that my writer friends reach out to me for wisdom. And she said, uh, I wonder if I could find her note. So I'd emailed her with, um, some, I saw, I think I got an email, um, like from BookBub or something on one of her trad pub books showing that there was a deal on it. And since the trad publishers never tell us when they do that, I sent it to her. I'm like, just in case they didn't tell her. Um, but she, you know, she thanked me. Um, <laughs> she's funny because she says that they kind of told me. I asked if it was U.S. or international so I could promote it in my newsletter and they didn't know. And then she's like, how the fuck can you not know if you spent only $200 or close to $1,000? So fuck it. No promo, my newsletter, whatever. That part made me laugh. 
But then she said, I keep thinking about emailing you. I am in desperate need of hearing something positive, And I know that is your forte. I hate my current whip, the one that's going up in the next, within the next few weeks. I'm freaking out. Do you ever freak out and think that what you've written is shit? The heroine is weird, but I can't seem to force her to be normal. Erg, there's no time to rewrite this fucking book, and I'm not sure I could do it if I tried. So any wise, cheerful words of wisdom, LOL, like that isn't a loaded question. So I'm, I'm charmed that she wrote me and asked me. And here was my reply. I said, um, yes, I think I have that freak out at some point in every book, but some books are definitely worse than others. I think this means you're stretching yourself on this one. If you weren't, it wouldn't be so painful. Ah, sorry, cat. <laughs> Going crazy with the birds. Uh, if you weren't, it wouldn't be so painful. A protagonist who won't be forced is a powerful one. Just ride the wave, baby. You don't really have a choice, so you might as well let go and see where it takes you. Maybe it will turn out to be something really special. That was, I, I am wise, aren't I? That was pretty good. Um, and I need to, uh, and she replied. She said, "I see, I knew you'd have wisdom. I thank you. You are right. I'm stretching on this one. It has become personal, which is always uncomfortable. So I need to take my own advice, right? Probably and just keep going because the book's going to be what it's going to be. Always want to try to force them to be something that everybody will love, right? You know, and you can't ever have that. So, um, yeah, that's actually, I'm going to take my own advice. I'm just going to keep going on this book and um, trust trust that it's doing what it needs to be doing. Uh, I do feel like there is a lot more going on here than just Sully and Jadron's relationship. And that's part of what I'm struggling to set up. Uh, Cause if it's going to be nine books, this is the hinge book. This is the midpoint book of the series. I know I've mentioned that before. So this book is doing a lot of stuff and I need to take deep cleansing breaths about that. Um, exciting news on Tuesday is that, and let me find it. Uh, I paused to find this and have discovered that it's not just birds, but that there is a small bunny racing around out there. So thus huge excitement, um, from Killian. Yeah. Is that pretty exciting? <laughs> yeah, he's all worked up get him some bunny which won't happen it's inside yeah, just in case you were worried so anyway um tour publishing group which is like the big science fiction fantasy publisher uh announced the creation of bramble a new imprint of tour uh dedicated to a wide array of romantic stories for the modern reader from science fiction and fantasy to contemporary and family saga, romance belongs in every genre, and every genre belongs in Bramble. Whether the last page holds happily ever after to be continued or an ending that isn't so simple, Bramble books will take you on an extraordinary journey of love. With spice levels to suit all readers, with familiar tropes and uncharted territory, Bramble books will explore a love that's tangled up, covered in thorns, and oh so sweet. Bramble is for everyone, and everyone deserves a good love story. President and publisher Davy Pillai, who I really like, Davy, 
Uh, she said Tor Publishing Group is the gold standard of genre publishing, and it's the perfect time to have an imprint dedicated to romance. Bramble will be the destination for exceptional love stories of all kinds. Expanding into romance gives our team and our readers another chance to do what we do best, get obsessed. Plus, let's be real, I just want to publish more books that I love to read. Palai also announced that Monique Patterson will join as VP Editorial Director, effective February 27th, and will report to Palai. Patterson brings almost 25 years of publishing experience, specifically in romance, to the table. And I won't keep reading the press release. I will link to it. But I've known Monique for a long time. Um, she's edited books of many friends, and uh, she's a, a lovely person. And she, um, yeah, she was at St. Martin's Romance, which is where, uh, like, my Forgotten Empires trilogy was published, although Jenny Conway was my editor there. So it's very interesting that um, Davy is bringing Monique over to the Tor side. They're both in Macmillan, but moving over to Tor. Uh, it's sort of like having little houses within, the, or maybe apartments within the apartment building. Uh, you know, and like Tor and St. Martin's used to be their own companies, and then they got acquired by Macmillan. So that's sort of how these things work with the consolidation. Anyway, it's exciting. I love the name Bramble, which gives that fairy tale feel. I loved how her press release kind of indicated that. And uh, I tagged Agent Sarah when I saw the news and uh, said, I assume you know about this. And Sarah said that actually she had known since the week before because um, Debbie had uh, tagged her personally, had emailed her to give her a heads up because she knew that Sarah represents lots of clients like me and like Grace who write and the kinds of things that Bramble will publish. It'll be interesting to see how far out of science fiction fantasy romance they go. Uh, one of their launch books is a new series by Jennifer L. Armantrout. So good for you, Jennifer. Uh, and it sets the tone for the kind of thing that they're going to publish. It's an exciting time for authors because a new imprint means that there's going to be a lot of money and energy and enthusiasm behind it. And so I am super excited since we have the Amethyst job going out on some. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I am finally in the right place at the right time for something. We shall see. Uh, yeah, and it's just... It's exciting when a new imprint opens anyway, but especially for there to be one that's focusing on, on romance. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, think it, it's, it's good stuff. Good stuff happening here. So um, I think I'm going to get to work. We decided not to have writer coffee today because it is um, too cold and snowy. And I guess the roads down in Albuquerque are bad, so Jim didn't want to come up. And the rest of us are all like, yeah, we'll just stay home. So uh, I hope there are exciting developments in your life, new opportunities, um, maybe some exciting plot bunnies racing across the portal. Uh, put out a little bird seed for the birds if it's cold where you are. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. Bye-bye.